This is a Dalarna University production. Hello, my name is Herbert Jansom. I'm senior lecturer in Japanese here at Dalarna University. Um, I'm very happy to be able to present uh, Professor Yoshikazu Kawaguchi from Waseda University in Tokyo. Welcome, Professor Kawaguchi. Thank you very much. You're visiting us here this week to share your ideas mm -hmm. and knowledge of uh, Japanese language teaching mm -hmm. with uh, teachers working in Sweden. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it would be very interesting to hear a little bit about your background, your research, and your ideas about teaching. So, well, let's start with your background. Okay. Uh, my background, I think, is very unique because uh, first I started my career as an employment, uh, employee uh, in a German pharmaceutical company and while I was in the sales department. And at the time, uh, I would like to learn a lot, of, uh, lot about foreign language, especially German, because it's a German company. But uh, later I realized that the most important language uh, in the world of business is English, see? <laughs> so uh, I uh, sort of over and over again, and I finally quit the, the job uh, in that company, and uh, I entered uh, one of the English conversation schools in Tokyo. And I learned uh, two, three years, I think, <laughs> as a student. And uh, mm, while I was studying there uh, English, I had a lot of uh, friends, English-speaking friends, <coughs> uh, some from Canada, some from the United States. And uh, they asked me a lot of questions about Japan and uh, her culture and her language. And uh, many times I had a very uh, a lot of hard time to answer the qu questions because I knew I realized you know, that I knew only a uh, little about Japan and its culture and language. So I, uh, I got uh, very much deeply inter interested in learn, uh, to learn more about Japanese language and Japanese culture. And uh, by doing so, I found Japanese language quite unique and very, very interesting. And uh, uh, mm, at the second uh, year of the school, I met a lady uh, who was a, used to be a Japanese teacher. And she told me that uh, teaching Japanese as a foreign language or second language is uh, worth for your dedication. So I got very much deeply interested in uh, teaching Japanese as a foreign or second language. So I entered uh, into uh, graduate school of my uh, alma mater, was the university. And then uh, after learning uh, pedagogy and linguistics uh, for three years, I got a chance uh, to be a Japanese teacher. So after that, then I have <laughs> been working quite, uh, <laughs> quite hard, and <laughs> here I am. <laughs> uh, what kind of research did you begin with? Uh, my first research was about Taigu uh, Hyongen, which is politeness system in Japanese. Uh, the politeness system in Japanese is very complicated. It's one of the most difficult factors uh, in Japanese language to be taught and to be learned. So um, I was, it was critical for me to learn or to know uh, as much as about this politeness system to be a good Japanese teacher. But uh, at the same time, I, I found it is mm, also very critical and important to learn more about the different food uh, of 
linguistics such as phonetics, uh, phonology, syntax, semantics, and discourse analysis, <laughs> and social linguistics, and so forth. So I I did a little uh, researches on those fields, <laughs> and uh, um, I I think I had uh, quite a lot of uh, variety of uh, my research uh, field. Mm -hmm. So you have a very broad. Uh, spectrum of oh, interests yeah, in, the, in the field. Yeah. But if you would put uh, your own focus somewhere, what, what's most important, do you think, in, in language uh, teaching? I see. Um, well, uh, mm, now I think that the most important part of uh, uh, the field of teaching Japanese uh, or teaching any foreign language is the, uh, is the notion that uh, how uh, to make your student an autonomous learner. Okay? Uh, <coughs> and uh, to be an autonomous learner, uh, you should know not only language itself, but also some other rules of communication, so which is uh, important to be, a, uh, mm, to be a person who knows how to express his uh, him or herself and how to know how uh, how to know to understand others in a very effective way uh, you're now working at Waseda University uh, yes. at the department of uh, Japanese language mm -hmm. education mm -hmm. and uh, how would you describe that department from the point of view of didactics uh, uh, our department is very unique I think uh, <coughs> first of all it's a center of uh, Japanese uh, language education and there's only one center. The Dewasa University is a big university and it has uh, more than 5,000 uh, students. And uh, uh, among that we, had, uh, we have uh, uh, now three, uh, 40, uh, 4,500 foreign students. Okay? <coughs> That's a big university, but there's only one uh, center of Japanese education. And our, uh, our center has uh, offers a quite a lot, quite a variety of uh, Japanese classes. Uh, actually, we offer 600 different classes per week, <laughs> and uh, uh, we have uh, eight proficiency levels, okay? and with eight at the uh, at the highest. And we have quite a lot of, uh, lot of uh, independent uh, studies also, and. Uh, uh, we have uh, kanji classes and pronunciation classes and uh, polite and system classes and all of those fields of communication and some, uh, some more um, activity classes such as making dramas and performing it in public and uh, interviewing people outside of the campus and uh, uh, writing a, a semi-academic uh, research papers and so forth. Mm -hmm. Do you think that uh, this department at Waseda has a special ideology or a, a special ideas about teaching or are there many different uh, uh -huh. uh, opinions uh, okay. among staff? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's a, a combination of a lot of ideas and notions. Some teachers are quite conventional and they uh, like to teach uh, textbooks uh, as, as it is, you know, <laughs> instructed. And uh, some of the teachers are quite unique, uh, such as, you know, as I said before, <coughs> uh, ask the, the, the student to make their own dramas and, uh, you know, uh, practice it and, and give them performance uh, in public. Yeah. 
so, mm, so we are from the left swing set to the right swing altogether. And that's like a big variety of uh, pedagogy. And I, I think I, I like it. I, I think it is a, uh, one of the most uh, unique and uh, important point of a university language center. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, here at uh, Dalarna University, some of our teachers are very much influenced by one concept that you have introduced into okay. Japanese language teaching. This, uh, in Japanese it's kojinka and uh, in English you call it personalization. Uh, how would you describe that concept in um, a simple oh, I see. way? I see. <coughs> uh, personalization is an idea I uh, borrowed from uh, the uh, mm, the researches done by uh, Alice Amaji Hadley. Uh, in her book of uh, published in 1986, teaching language in context, and uh, <coughs> I found that the personalization is very important because uh, under this uh, notion, uh, you have to give your student uh, a lot of chances, as many as the chances possible, uh, to uh, let them express their own meanings in or. Uh, of, the, of their meanings, of re their real meanings, okay, uh, which is meaningful to themselves, uh, and uh, maybe you don't have enough time to go to uh, the, the mechanical drills and uh, uh <coughs> checking the, the uh, checking the homeworks uh, of grammatical point of homeworks, but uh, it's okay. Uh, so you take all the chances to encourage to ask uh, your student to express their emotions and uh, ideas and experiences and opinions. And that's what his uh, personalization is all about. And Aysamaja uh, Hattali didn't give any definition <coughs> about this uh, concept, although she uses this uh, terminology quite a lot in her book. So I give a definition, and definition of personalization is uh, to ask and to uh, encourage the student as uh, much as possible, as often as possible, to express themselves uh, in using uh, <coughs> by using target language. Mm -hmm. Why is this important when you teach a language? Okay, personalization is important because so far uh, in conventional uh, methodologies of the language teaching, uh, not only uh, grammatization but also audiolingual uh, approaches and communicative approaches. <coughs> We have not given our students to express their own meanings. Okay? We have some. Uh, we have given them some uh, practices to uh, to have a kind of simu uh, simulation practices. Okay, the, the practice that uh, you uh, think the, the outer world uh, is a real world, and uh, you uh, have uh, the uh, your student ready. Uh, to the real outer world communication, uh, <coughs> but uh, uh, the, under the notion of personalization, the most important uh, setting is classroom itself. Okay? So classroom is, uh, has its own uh, real uh, communication setting and own its real context. So uh, it is uh, quite uh, independent from the outer world. So under this uh, notion of uh, classroom context, the student 
have their own meanings okay, under these uh, circumstances. So they have to talk about themselves and uh, talk about their peers and talk about their teachers. And uh, we have a common topic okay, under this context. So uh, by, by using this context uh, in a full <coughs> scale, and you can ask their student, ask your student to express uh, their own ideas uh, by uh, uh, <coughs> under the, the common notion of uh, classroom context, and uh, this is very real. So, <coughs> uh, simulation practices uh, designed for outside world is not real because it's it's uh, it's not real in the class. Maybe it would be real outside uh, when you have a um, job interview, but uh, every one of the students would get a different type of <laughs> job interview, so only one uh, simulation practice is not real at all. But if you talk about your, uh, your own ideas and feelings, experience, uh, to, and to uh, let uh, your peers or your teachers uh, understand uh, that is the real uh, context and real communication. So that, uh, that's what uh, personalization is very critical about. Mm -hmm. So it's actually a concept that challenges a lot of traditional kinds of, mm -hmm. of language teaching. How have uh, teachers reacted to this concept? Uh, okay. Uh, there are mainly two types of reactions. Okay? Type one that uh, some teachers are very happy about my idea <laughs> and, and because uh, they have been fed up with all those uh, meaningless uh, role play conversations and uh, boring pattern practice uh, mechanical drills. <coughs> but uh, they didn't find any uh, good way to get out. Okay? Uh, so they told me that, that they found a light uh, in the darkness of the kind of things. And type two. Uh, is uh, very common among conventional teachers. And uh, uh, first of all, they are mm, doubtful about the effectiveness of uh, this uh, notion or the application of the notion to their classrooms. Uh, because uh, by doing so, mm, maybe uh, they don't have any idea how to evaluate the student's performance. Okay? And uh, if, uh, wh what if uh, you don't have uh, enough time to go to the mechanical drills? And you, what, uh, what if you don't have enough time to check the home homeworks? <laughs> so, so they are afraid of uh, lack of times. And uh, maybe mm, some, some, other, mm, some, some of them are still afraid of uh, lack of times of uh, introducing a new vocabulary, new word. Because if uh, you let the, your student talk about, say anything about themselves, then they uh, need a lot of new languages, you know, new vocabularies, new words, and maybe even new uh, grammar. Okay? New grammar, which is a little bit uh, far, far away from <laughs> their, their present level. Uh, but uh, still, uh, there is uh, some way to to show the, uh, show the vocabulary words they need and show the vo grammatical points they need. So mm, you should uh, think about how to deal with, how to uh, control your time to give all the, the important and uh, necessary information uh, for, for the student. And some of the teachers uh, think that it is impossible. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the type two. Mm. 
How, how much influence do you think this concept I've had in, in Japanese teaching? I see, I see. Uh, this concept is quite new, but uh, uh, some other researchers outside of me um, uh, have found almost the same uh, result of research result as mine. Because I think it is matter, uh, matter of course, because uh, uh, now it is the time for us to, to seek for a, one, uh, a uh, innovative uh, concept, innovative uh, method of teaching language as a, <coughs> as a type through communication. And uh, uh, now the, the, the idea or notion of communication itself has changed. Okay? Uh, once the communication is just a catchable, okay? ball, <laughs> you throw the ball and catch a ball and throw the ball again. But now it's a, uh, a very complicated process of uh, mutual understanding. A mutual understanding is just a, a type of communication under which you decode uh, what uh, you are said and, you know, and encode what you would like to say. But it's, a, uh, it's a just a, a bargaining okay, of the meaning. So, so in, uh, to be successful in the bargaining of uh, <coughs> meaning, you have to know how to put your idea, your own uh, notions or your ideas, your experiences and feelings in, uh, in a suitable uh, set of uh, uh, language. And uh, for that purpose, uh, you should give your student how to put their meanings into uh, the target language. Uh, is there anything else that you think you have contributed to the field of uh, Japanese language didactics that you uh, want, want to... Oh, I see, uh, I see. Uh, yeah. Mm, along giving a research, conducting a research on personalization, uh, I have found out many other <laughs> types of, of new ideas of uh, teaching uh, Japanese as a foreign or second language. Uh, one of uh, them is a uh, kana table. I got a new new kana table, <coughs> and uh, by using this new new kana table, so, uh, one hiragana table and one katakana table, of course, uh, you can teach how to read the letters, the phonetic level hiragana katakana <coughs> letters, uh, even without giving uh, your student a model of pronunciation. Okay, so, so you point out uh, one letter, such as uh, for for example a, and ask your student to say read it. Of course, uh, they don't know how to. They don't know how to read it. So, oh well, uh, teacher, I, I don't know how to uh, how to read it. And uh, just just think, this is later, so it has a sound. That's right. <laughs> so uh, they maybe say, Ooh, oh, okay, no, no, it's not, not this one. <laughs> ah, okay, that's it. <laughs> okay, kind of thing. So they, uh, the, you, you still try to find out the sound out of just out of nothing okay and uh, one by one they will know how to read it and after maybe in an, in, a, in an hour or so uh, the your student can read all the hiragana and the katakanas okay? and in, in the second days you can uh, your student can make sentences and uh, in the in third days uh, maybe hmm you, your student can write some uh, of the sentences uh, you, they have so far learned so this is, a, I think, <laughs> a new type of my dating. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's really great. I remember it took me two weeks to learn all of that. So <laughs> yeah, do yeah. it in three days. That's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. okay. well, um, I have uh, conducted some other researches on uh, uh, teaching learning pronunciation. 
Okay? <laughs> and uh, pronunciation is a matter of uh, uh, muscle movement. It's, <laughs> it's of course a psychological movement, first of all, but at the same time it's a muscle uh, kinesthetic movement. See? So um, I applied a lot of kinesthetic movement or kinesthetic actions uh, <laughs> to learn languages. Uh, like uh, in Japanese, you have uh, pitch accent, okay? uh, high accent and low accent. And some of the uh, students, uh, especially students from uh, China and Thai Thailand, have a very uh, have a difficult time to keep a low flat accent because the accent goes up and down. Okay? <coughs> so my feeling, uh, the high a flat accent. Um, I ask the student to do a movement like this, action like this. Okay? And this action, this movement, occurs into their uh, uh, body, a kind of tense. Okay? Uh, and this tense gives the high and flat accent. And now go down like this. So. Uh, a phrase like Gaikokujin University, a foreign uh, student, <laughs> has a high and flat accent, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, so you ask the student to go like this with the hand and push it forward, forward until the accent goes down. Now it's the time, look like. It's like Gaikokujin Ryugakse. And by doing so, uh, they can uh, learn the correct accent and pitch system. And they, at the same time, they can realize it you know, from, the, from the inner world, okay? <laughs> from the inside of their bodies. Uh, if you give the um, kind of pattern practice that asks them to repeat over and over again, maybe they can do it. But the next time, they forgot because they didn't learn it from uh, the inside of their, you know, their, 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 their brain and inside of their uh, bodies. But by doing, by <coughs> applying those uh, physical movement uh, or kinesthetic actions, you will learn it from uh, the inside of, uh, of your body. So you know, they don't forget. Mm. That's very interesting. Uh, are there some special research that you're conducting just now? One thing I'm uh, deeply interested in now is the idea of uh, pruning of a CFR, okay? C-E-F-R. Because it enables you to be a good citizen with uh, uh, several different processes of languages. Okay? So, that it enables you to, uh, to lead a good life uh, and satisfying life in, in different uh, places in Europe. And uh, mm, I think this idea is very well, good and uh, the notion is very uh, well, uh, well examined. Uh, but the real application of this idea into the teaching <coughs> language uh, is not that, uh, not that easy. Um, I would like to um, give an example of a uh, Hungarian Japanese textbook. <coughs> in Hungary, uh, they um, have developed a very good textbook, the elementary textbook, uh, 
mm, which is titled as Dekiru, it's a can do. <laughs> and uh, this is very really innovative and wonderful. I, I love it. But since uh, there are some points uh, uh, that they didn't reflect the idea of pluralism into uh, the uh, teaching materials. Uh, for example, uh, mm, there are quite a different types of uh, sp Japanese speakers, okay? like uh, 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 not only 100% native Japanese, but also Brazilian Japanese, Japanese Brazilian, uh, or a Chinese student uh, <coughs> learning Japanese as a second language. And uh, that is, that it is very good to show some uh, wide variety of uh, uh, speakers of Japanese uh, in Japanese context, okay, in Japanese setting. But in Europe context, European context, <coughs> they have uh, mm, lessons uh, about Jap Japanese situation. They have another lessons, uh, other lessons about uh, European situation. But in European situation, uh, mm, I think uh, it should uh, be very important to show, to introduce different types of Japanese uh, learners uh, in Europe. Like uh, if you have a French uh, student learning <laughs> Japanese who is, uh, who is quite proficient in, <coughs> in Japanese, and there is a uh, a Hungarian student uh, who has a lower, <laughs> uh, who is at the lower proficiency of Japanese, and they can talk in Japanese each other, right? Mm -hmm. And this is what uh, the Sephiroth pluralism is that uh, uh, it suggested. <coughs> but uh, in this textbook, uh, there's no no such uh, sessions, no such scenes uh, of communication where two Europeans. Uh, talked in Japanese, talk in Japanese, okay? uh, and they have a different, different proficiency. And so, if this uh, could be uh, introduced in a textbook, that textbook is very, very nice because it's uh, <coughs> it's a real uh, world uh, of European uh, foreign language education. I saw quite a lot, uh, lot of uh, European people talk to each other in Japanese. Okay? <coughs> Uh, French learners talk, uh, talk to Germans, <coughs> German learners in Japanese, and uh, Turkish uh, learners talk, in, uh, <coughs> talk to Spanish mm, learners in Japanese, and uh, the conversation is very interesting. It's a little bit different from the genuine Japanese 100% native conversation, but it is also a real Japanese communication, and I love, I love it. <laughs> I, I, I would like to see more and more okay, uh, situations like this. And those kind of uh, real situations now in, should be introduced in the textbooks uh, in Europe. And so um, I think that uh, some of uh, the real application uh, some of the development of uh, textbooks uh, of uh, uh, of uh, Japanese uh, taught and learned in Europe should have uh, this kind of uh, scenes uh, where two Europeans <coughs> uh, talk to each other in, in Japanese. Do you have any plans to uh, make a textbook yourself? Well, uh, <laughs> uh, that's a good question. <laughs> and uh, actually, uh, Mm, making a textbook which is uh, which is good for everyone 
is it possible and uh, it's not not real so um, what I'm thinking of now is to develop a, develop a resource book uh, using which uh, the language teachers uh, not only those in Japan but also <coughs> uh, those overseas uh, can make their classes really uh, personalized. So it's just an idea book. There's no lessons, uh, no, no practices, no homeworks, but uh, they have an idea uh, <coughs> and it gives an idea uh, of how you can personalize uh, your class and how you can uh, encourage your student to express their ideas. Mm -hmm. that's, not, that's not textbook. <laughs> What do you think is the most uh, important uh, question to deal with in the future in the field of language oh, I teaching? See, I see. Hmm. Uh, first of all, of course, uh, personalization is, I think, uh, one of the most important things <coughs> in uh, future uh, pedagogy of language. Because you know, uh, not only me, but also other research, uh, researchers insist that uh, only uh, under the personalized uh, context uh, you can express your own meaning and you can understand uh, others uh, and you can set up a mutual communication in the, uh, real, uh, in the real sense of uh, the word. Uh, <coughs> and at, at the same time, I think it is also important to, uh, to contextualize the situation. Right? Um, you can personalize uh, your student only under the uh, situation that you can uh, very well contextualize the situation. Mm, contextualization uh, is the idea that uh, you have to show uh, your student how to use the grammatical point, how to use the vocabulary uh, under a, a certain purpose. <coughs> and uh, so if you would like to say this, you should use this. And if you like, uh, would like to say this, you, sh you can use this and you can use uh, the, uh, another one at the same time, but they, define, uh, they have different meetings and different functions. <coughs> um, if you can uh, fully contextualize your lessons, uh, you can have more chances to um, ask your student to personalize. Because uh, in order to be personalized, you have to tell them a lot of varieties of uh, grammars, a lot of varieties of uh, uh, vocabulary to choose. <coughs> but uh, if you just give everything bang, like this, you know, uh, the student uh, will be confused uh, how, to, uh, how to choose the right one. But uh, under a uh, very clear-cut uh, context, you can show that this is most uh, uh, good way to say it. This is a little bit uh, uh, mm, ineffective, but uh, it's, uh, it's very friendly kind of thing. <laughs> so uh, in order to show the student uh, to, to get uh, uh, an apt and the most adequate uh, type of phrases and expression, you have to contextualize uh, the settings. Uh, so contextualization and personalization should go together. And those two concepts are very important, I think. Mm -hmm.
Yeah, thank you very much for a very thank interesting very talk. And yeah, thank you very much. Uh, learn quite a lot from listening oh, to you. Thank you very much. I, <laughs> I regret very much that your ideas were not, was not uh, there when I started with Japanese oh, <laughs> many years ago, but well, <laughs> for future students, they will have uh, yeah. great. <laughs> and it's my it, it is my honor to <laughs> uh, to get the chance to, to, an, to answer your questions. And mm. I, I'm very happy to do so. Thank mm. you very much. Thank you. Thank you.